Hi everyone, hope you had a lovely weekend. This is Ben Mitchell, back with the last of this year's batch of podcast minisodes from the 2016 Click Animation Festival in Amsterdam. To begin with, we have two more chats with attending filmmakers selected for Click. As with the previous episodes, these are from the Filmmaker Talk Show the festival puts on, presented by Hans Walter. Firstly, we'll hear from Nyan Kiao Se, who made My Life I Don't Want, an animated short based on true events in Myanmar to promote awareness on women and children's rights. Then we'll meet Daphna Avadish, who was there with her film Journey Birds, in which personal stories fuse together as man and bird in a cinematic commentary on immigration. So let's dive in, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Mr. Hans Walter. Now I'd like to invite, it's all these difficult names today, Niang Kial Se, who made the film My Life I Don't Want. Thank you. So the little girl there, she's actually the lead character, right? It's, yes. it's about that, that, that girls and women should have sort of the same rights as men do, but yes. life is a struggle for women. Yes. So, so <laughs> how did you come up with the story? Is it something that you feel really close to? You have like a sister or...? Uh, yes, uh, to make this story, uh, everything I see around my environment is really inspiring to me because even in my close friends, I see such girls losing their rights, difficult to uh, survive just because they are girls. Um, to read in the news and everywhere I can see because uh, most of the girls in Myanmar and not only in Myanmar, some Southeast Asia country or some other developing countries, uh, we have to struggle because they are uh, discrimination or uh, some uh, between boys and girls or our system, the political system, education system, everything is not suitable for us to survive, especially for the girls. So this all I'm I can see around the environment uh, inspiration to me to make this animation. Okay. How, how was this film made? I mean, was you, did you get any subsidy or was it, or was it totally independent made with your own money? How, how was this funded? It's uh, really the uh, most difficult part of me to make this animation uh, because, you know, uh, in Myanmar it's really difficult to survive as an animator because uh, no one knows about the animation. For a sponsor, they think, how much does an animation cost that much? The, just a pen and paper, they know only that. <laughs> but when we explain about our cost and they become, <gasps> and they reject the project. And so and we have no money <laughs> to make a film. So to make the film, I think about a crowdfunding to make it. But for crowdfunding in Myanmar, uh, the banking system is very difficult because we cannot use websites on digital market, uh, online banking, everything. Because we, uh, if we want to transfer money from one city to another, we have to go to bank and sign and uh, write a lot. And so it's difficult for us to make it. for For other countries like uh, Netherlands, we just have to click donate and yeah. uh, yes, uh, our money transfer, but not in Myanmar. So it's also difficult to make a crowdfunding in Myanmar, but luckily some of the people are willing to make, make funding for this, so they difficultly send and um, make this delivery possible to send it to me, and finally I get about uh, only, I think about 1,000 euros I got, that's all, to make this 
claim and the rest of the cost uh, just in my pocket money <laughs> and uh, finally I made it successfully then. <laughs> yeah. Now I understand this film already has been shown in several festivals yes. and it also won yes. I think twice. Uh, two times it won an award. Awards um, 11 times from international awards. It has already won 11 awards. 11 uh, awards, okay. Yes, uh, including UK, Romania, Spain, Italy. Okay, uh, and, and does that help if you want to make like your next film and you won several prizes? Is it then easier to get money for your next film? Yes, I'm just finding my way to get some money because, uh, as you, uh, as I said, is uh, no no one knows about animation in Myanmar. But since the animation is about women rights, I I think I can make people understand that animation is more than just they can they know and can show about the world. And uh, since my film has won awards from the other countries, I can do more than they think. So maybe I hope to get some funding in next animations from organizations or from crowdfunding or something, whatever. I hope so. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Neon. We have to go on to our next guest. So thank okay. you for being here and for your wonderful film. Thank you all so much for giving your time for me. Then I'd like to invite my last guest, Daphna Avadish. Welcome Daphna. Daphna made a documentary called Journey Birds. Uh, the documentaries have a special uh, show here in the festival. So I understand you're from uh, Israel yourself. Yes. And this film is about people from all different countries coming to not their home country. Is that something that, that is close to you? Um, yes, I, when I was in, uh, in school I did a student exchange in Italy, in Milan and it was the first time I left my home in Jerusalem and I started to ask myself questions about what is home, what makes us feel at home, how people choose their home. And I started to interview different immigrants from different uh, places and that's how I started to develop the film. And uh, and so all the sound that we hear are clips from actual interviews that yes, you uh, yes. did. So, so how much material in sound did you have? How much audio did you have to come to this uh, nine minutes? Uh, I had many interviews. I also had uh, walk immigrants and like different type of immigrants. But I didn't want this film to be political. I wanted it to be more about. Uh, feelings and emotionals and more global um, feelings about immigration and, and choosing home. And uh, Finally, I, I chose four interviews, four characters, and I can say that each one of uh, these people is describing something I felt that time I left my home. Was this film funded? Was it an independent film? Uh, yes, I was uh, very lucky to get a very uh, generous funding from the uh, Israeli cultural department so I could have an amazing composer uh, Adi Cohen and also really good um, like music players and it was yeah I was very lucky and did you study animation in Israel? Yes I studied uh, in Bezalel Academy of Art and Design in Jerusalem and it's my graduation film oh this is your graduation yes. film okay Okay, and, and this was made last year, 
I think in 2015. Yeah. Yes. So how has work been since you graduated? Have you, do you um, animate? Yes, I'm working now in a production of a feature film uh, oh, in wonderful. animation in 2D. Uh, it's not my film, I'm not a director, but okay. I'm working there and uh, yes. So. And, and do you like working on a film of another um, director? Must I really want to make another film that is my own film and to continue to create and especially when I'm going to festivals and it's so inspiring to see all the different films and different techniques and I really I really want to continue making films and not just be uh, like a small in a small uh, cubicle working with uh, yes, uh, lots of yes. other people yeah okay uh, about the technique it's it's like uh, real-life action shots, movies, films, yes. and you draw over it. Yes, it's kind of a mixed media um, because I use like oil sticks of Saint-Elier, which are really amazing, and they. I really like sense of materials and not like digital um, animation. So I really wanted it to be in my film, and the videos are printed, so it's really like. I wanted to create an atmosphere in the film that is not very sharp. Atmosphere of like memories and like thoughts and feelings. So that's why I, it's like this. But you say the video was printed. Do you mean yeah. that it was frame by frame printed yes. and you drew on the yes. prints? Yes, and then I scanned it and then I cropped it. and. Okay. So in my home there are like massive, um, you know, folders of frames from the film. Okay, okay, that's a lot of work. Yes, yeah. it is, but I actually enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, but it also means that if you have like printed one frame of film, you draw on it and you make a mistake that you have to print it yes. again. And yes, it's very, it's masochist. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that you also did clay animation, stop motion. Ah, yes, I, I love stop motion, I really... Yeah. I love stop motion, but I wanted to create a film by myself and not with a partner. And in stop motion, it's really great to work with another person because it's really hard. And that's why I started to develop this uh, technique. And I actually, I can really relate to it. So. Okay. I, I understand it's been selected at a lot of festivals. Yes. So, and how did it do? Did it already won... Prizes. Yes, it won uh, prizes and it was in many festivals and it, next month I'm go also going to actually a documentary film festival in uh, Germany and in Greece and Mexico. So it's really like a dream when I yeah. can travel with the film, I'm doing it. <laughs> Wonderful. And th this, if you win prizes with a film like this, does that make it easier to get money for your next film from, from the government? Um, I, I want to, but uh, I feel like my routine is so crazy and it's really hard to find a place in your soul to start to develop something new when you are so busy. And that's why I, I really want to, I don't know, maybe find a master program or a residency program to just, you know, start to develop another film because when you are in work and you're in really crazy schedule it's hard to find the, a place for it and the disconnection from the you know daily routine or from my country I feel like it will really you know give me the push 
Okay. By the way, the, the live action that's behind uh, the animation, did you also shot at yourself, shoot at yourself? Yeah, or it's yeah, it's really like, um, you know, it's random um, videos they made. It's not like uh, the, the people who I interviewed, I didn't uh, film them at all. I only record them with my phone. I okay. didn't, uh, that's why I feel like, uh, because it had only the voice, I could really look for my interpretation for it and not like be um, not influenced by how they look and how yes, they move and exactly. okay. And it's like different videos I took in the streets and in you know my grandma's house and all kind of different uh, okay. videos I collected and shot uh, with my phone, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Were you influenced by films that were made sort of in a similar way, real interviews, animating on that, like, you know, Creature Comforts from Atman, yes. stuff like that? Yes, I love, I love documentary animation and I feel like it's, um, it's such a, an amazing uh, media because it's really, it can be so artistic and so the real stories are in life. That's <laughs> what I see and um, the animation gives bring it to a different level of like interpretation and to personal and intimate uh, perspective. Could you ever imagine yourself making a, an animated film with just a, f a fantasy story or no, would it no. always be something like... In this you know, point, no. I'm, I'm so interested in, a, in documentary and in real stories. I, in this point in my life, I don't see myself uh, writing a script. It's it's not so interesting for me. Okay. I mean, I love films like that, but it's not like my not for passion. You. Okay. Okay. When I started to do it, doing it, I didn't know nothing. It was like this film was a like a journey. I just I traveled a lot when I lived in Italy and met these people, and I was just very curious about these questions. And I, I knew I want to collect materials for a graduation film, but I didn't know what it's going to be about. And when I collected these materials, I didn't know that it's going to be this big. I, I did um, like a pilot in my third year, and then in my fourth year, I, I did like the big film. And it is a big film. It's like nine, nine minutes, I think, yes. if you do it all by yourself. Yeah, that's a, yes. a lot, a lot, lot of work. Okay, well. Thank you very much for thank being you. here. Thank you, and I'm, and I'm thank so you. happy to be here. <laughs> and thank you for being here. This, uh, this was the last Filmmakers Talk Show. So thank you very much for your attention, your questions, and I hope to see you next year at the Filmmakers Talk Show. Thank you again to Hans Walter, and that was indeed the last of the Filmmaker Talk Shows we'll be presenting. There was another session, but unfortunately the recording was either lost or damaged, I'm not sure which, but it hasn't made it to us, sadly. So that leaves me with one more guest slot to fill for this episode. So I'm going to have to rely on my own resourcefulness. Bear with me a second. I'm going to do my own talk show. Hiya! Hello, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm alright, I'm alright. You can maybe do me a bit of a favour. Yes. Uh, while I have you on the horn. Yep. I have been putting together little mini-podcasts for Click, oh, yeah. of which your film was a part. I was. So maybe I could do a little interview with you about your film. Yeah, no, that's cool. Super. Well, then I should probably say who you are.
Yeah. Says, Joanna Hepworth, how are you? I am fine, thank you very much, Ben Mitchell. There you go. Now we've got the formalities out of the way. Maybe you should tell us a little bit about your background. Which Ooh, I have lived in Bristol for my entire animation career. I moved here for university to study animation and illustration at the University of Western England. And I loved it so much I stayed and have worked as a freelance animator and sometimes illustrator since then, which was about many years ago, since 2007, I think. Very similar story to mine, except uh, a year before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got the just, jump on me. Yeah, I did. I mean, you're a freelancer predominantly, I would say. Like, you do a lot of work on... Would you say you mainly do work on series or commercials? Or uh, It's a mixture of both. I have probably... Yeah, I, I don't know. It's about half and half, really. A lot of short series and some commercials. Do you have any sort of preference for one or the other? Oh, I, I don't know. I was thinking the other day, I love I love series work, um, especially if it's a good series. But I have, I think the longest series has probably been about, like the longest job has been about five months. So that's just about right. But usually, traditionally, it'll probably be about like a year and a half minimum for most people working on a series. But it depended what it was. Um, I think, yeah, I think I prefer a series. I mean, a lot of work goes into both, but... The outcome is probably a little bit more meaningful sometimes with a series. Well, I suppose when you there's more sort of likelihood also of catching it because series tend to sort of get repeated if they get to, if they hit. Yeah, Whereas adverts yeah. tend to kind of come and go a little bit. Yeah, and if you if you're doing it for um, if it's not for a British company, you're unlikely you'll you'll see what you've done and then you'll probably never see it air and nobody mm. cares as much. Yeah. Do you find that that kind of work, is it, is it a lot of it for pretty young audiences, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Well, I did a lot of, I've done pilots and, oh, I've, I've done a, cu- a couple of series for grown-ups like us. So it's probably mm. actually a mixture, which is probably quite rare, but um, a mixture of grown-ups and children's series. Have you found that it kind of has affected the personal work that you do over the years? I mean, I always loved work doing stuff children so yeah I think it's made me a bit more aware of there's been quite a few like animated series more directed at a grown-up young adult audience and so I think humor wise I sort of think about that a lot more whereas when I started out I was probably like I want to make stuff for kids whereas yeah probably now I'm I'm sort of oh there's other audiences Mm -hmm. so your film that's playing in click is called the urban fox Maybe you could tell us a little bit about why you made that, how it came about. It was actually a character. It was an idea I had a long time ago for a short film. And the character of the fox was... I I had several ideas developed around him. And with my schedule, it's quite hard. A lot of the ideas I had were sort of series ideas. And I was really keen to just make something. So I just loved the idea of observing the urban fox and that everyone thinks it's a pest. And I just thought that they probably all have their own little stories and their own struggles. And all we see is them rooting through the bins, but you know, they're they're real animals. (laughs) (laughs) I think the the sort of culture element, the sort of the fox logic, I guess. Yeah. How they're, They're sort of scavenging, but in this very civil middle class way. Yeah, 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 exactly. They're uh, looking for their quinoa in the recycle bins. 
<laughs> and their lives are just as important and they do not see that they are causing any problems. Mm-hmm. Regular listeners and regular followers of Squiggly may very well have already seen this film because I screened this in Manchester pretty much exactly a year ago now. So the timing is rather good because I'm doing another Manchester Squiggly screening uh, on Wednesday. So for anyone listening, uh, come along to that. But this past couple of weeks, it played a click. Uh, had you sent it out many other places? Uh, I did. Not not nearly as many as I'd hoped because it's quite a time-consuming process. It's been in a couple of other festivals, but I've really not had the chance to sort of get it out there. So, yes, it's been in a few, but um, I've not submitted it to as many as I should have done. Do you feel like it? Because at some point, I'm sure you're going to put this film online, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shortly, I will be. So do you feel that's kind of more a kind of natural home for it, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'd never actually... When I made it, it was more because I I was just so... It had been such a long time since I'd made a film, and I love this character, and I just wanted him to have a personality and... Mm. I never really saw it as a festival film, but it was a good opportunity and it it sort of gives you a purpose for making something sometimes because to just release it online first time round, I I was never really sure how I'd get people to see it other than sort of sending it out to people. But I do think that it sort of has its place online um, now. Animals are a pretty recurring theme in your work, like since I've known you. Because yeah. the first film I remember was birds, and then it was dinosaurs. Yeah, and of course you do a lot of illustration work and stuff like that. Is there a sort of particular affinity? Oh my goodness, I love animals. I was talking to someone at work the other day, and we were just talking about things that we enjoy drawing. And there's a um, with like Inktober that's just gone. There's so many talented people, and I have never joined in with it. And I just thought that all I ever draw is animals, animals in pants and. I definitely enjoy animating animals way more than people. They're fun to animate and giving them a personality is something that I enjoy most. It is nice rather when you can bring together the sort of human and the animal behaviours. Yeah. Remembering the film, I think probably my favourite shot is the scene where they're sort of scrabbling out the window in a very kind (laughs) of feral way. uh, (laughs) I know that you, uh, you have like an Etsy and things like that and you've got your website is there anything you're selling for christmas because i know you're selling stuff for halloween yeah i have some christmas cards and i have i sell tea towels everyone loves tea towels (laughs) Um, and especially at christmas because you do a lot of washing up around about the 26th of december so perfect gifts (laughs) so tea towels and various other yeah Greetings cards and Christmas cards. Cool. So I'll give I'll give you a website a plug. Um, uh, what's the URL? Oh, it's www.joannahepworth.co.uk. Um, but there's a link to the Etsy shop in there because I cannot think of the Etsy address off the top of my head. But if they go to your site, then they'll see other stuff that you've done, yeah, animation yeah. stuff. So yeah, and there's like a link to the shop on the main page. Tremendous, Joe. Thank you very much for helping me out with this. It's <laughs> nice to welcome. finally have you on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Long overdue. Oh, um, I've got such a lovely voice too. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. <laughs> cool. Thanks very much. No problem. And, uh, talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. That was my buddy Joe. And to show that I'm not just plugging my mates, you'll want to check out Nyan Kialse's Facebook page, Cartoon Nyan Kialse. And the page for the film itself is facebook.com slash mylifeidontwant. All one word. 
and visit daphna-aradish.com to see her stuff, some wonderful work there also. Thank you to all the filmmakers who've shared insight into their work. I hope you enjoyed hearing about the projects as much as I did and that it's been an excuse to discover some new talent out there. Thanks also to Tundi Vollenbrook and Marion Perth from Click for all their assistance, and be sure to visit click.amsterdam to keep up to date with the festival. Maybe send your stuff over for next year's edition. Who knows? You may even wind up on this very podcast. Speaking of festivals, the Manchester Animation Festival kicks off tomorrow, Tuesday 15th. You can catch me there as part of the Animation Authors Panel Book Your Ideas Up, alongside Paul Wells, Sam Moore, Mark Collington, and Steve Brooks. I'll be talking about my new book, Independent Animation, Developing, Producing, and Distributing Your Animated Films, out now from CRC Press and wherever else you like to buy books. That takes place at 3.15pm at the main math venue home in their event space. As I just mentioned, I'm also bringing a special squiggly screening with me that'll play on the Wednesday, again at 3.15pm in the event space, followed by the squiggly quiz at 5 with Steve. Some amazing prizes to be won there. Steve and I are also doing a live podcast broadcast on Thursday 17th around 11am, so come see us in the flesh or watch streaming via our Facebook page, facebook.com slash squigglymagazine. For the full math lineup, check out manchesteranimationfestival.co.uk. It's going to be heaps of fun. We're all looking forward to seeing you there. And while you're online, check out squiggly.com or follow us on Instagram at squigglyanimation. We're also on Twitter at squiggly. I'm at Ben L. Mitchell on Twitter, by the way, for what it's worth. Just saying. Until we meet again, happy animating. <laughs>